I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Okay, so it begins. Oops, the podcast. I'm Francis. Here's Julio. Hi, G. How are you? What up, dog? How you doing? I am well. I am back from a wedding weekend in Vail, Colorado. You ever been out there? I've never been to Vail, dude, but I've been to some of the Colorado ski towns. I've had a great time, and it looked very similar from what I remember Deer Valley looking like during the summer and like a lot of those places, so I was definitely envious. It's kind of fun to check out a ski town in the summer. Dude, I mean, again, we've we've briefly grazed over this, but I always wonder if it's because I don't ski that that's the case. You can hike, you can still do all the stuff. I'm sure if I if I skied, it might change my opinion. But I agree, there's a lot of value there. There's plenty to do, plenty of activities in the summer, which is why I do think a a ski house, a mountain house, it's not just for a few months of the year. There's utility in in the summer. There's Agreed. Often, you know, fly fishing and hiking and Dude, kinds great. of all all kinds of fun stuff. Nice climate at place. night. Oh, it's so dry. It's cool at nights. Dude. Cool it's really at nights. Solid. Yes. Really fucking solid. So we went out there for a wedding and um it's the first of the season. First of the summer. Have I been to a wedding yet this year? Did I go to one yet? No, I think this is our first one this year. Dude, I'm ahead of you right now. Because you went to one as well. I, w- I went and I just went to a second one. This weekend as well. Oh boy! So not to compete, but well, we are Julio competing. is winning. Julio's the wedding, winning the. Well, I was in I've taking the wedding torch from you, dude. I was in the wedding. Were you in the wedding? No. So this now. I wonder how much more does that count? Is that like a wedding? <laughs> is that a wedding and a half? It counts a lot more. I think it counts as one point five. But 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 it's it's a great point because the amount of work that is required when you're in the wedding it's a totally different experience. So there's a couple of different ways we can measure this. The first of all, first is how many days were you involved in wedding activities? And is, is that the measurement? How many days of wedding have you done? Yeah. Or is it just that being involved in the wedding is worth more wedding? I.e. you scored 1.5 for this weekend and I went to a wedding, but I was not in the wedding. Therefore, I only scored one point. Or, or what about this? If you go to a wedding for the entire weekend, it's 1.5. If you go for the whole weekend and you're in the wedding, it's worth two. Therefore, we are tied. Hold on a second. Hold on. Well, this is a great question. Uh, actually, because because I have another metric for okay, it that okay. we need to consider. And that is when you have a date. Oh. And Okay. okay. Yeah, so, that's fair. So that's fair. there's so much. I'm excited. This, this is good. I'm excited about Scoring where we are weddings. right now. Because I'm in the wedding. <laughs> Obviously, I have my plus one. My girlfriend, she's not in the wedding. Oh. We didn't see each other at all. Wow. Dude, this is starting to become like scoring gymnastics. Three days, pretty much. (laughs) We were, we might as well have been on opposite sides of the earth. That's crazy. That's crazy. I was, I was given a schedule by a wedding planner who was very organized and very on top of things. That's good. And I had places to be, outfits to wear, pictures to take, hair to be done, uh, <laughs> tie, tie, bow ties to be tied. I had, I had an absolute agenda, an itinerary of where I needed to be and when. And 
my girlfriend was just left to her own devices. Well, didn't she have a full? She oh, she was not in the wedding. Gotcha. She was so not she in was the wedding. Just doing her own thing. And I I gotta tell you, with that said, women still do have a lot for weddings. I mean, she still had to get her hair blown out. Yeah. Uh, I think she had some makeup done, and obviously has to be at the ceremony at a certain time. There's there's still plenty of kind of waiting around, but just but, not as much as you, dude. I gotta tell you, man. I gotta tell you the 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 itinerary. I saw the itinerary for the bridesmaids. What women have to do when they are in a wedding versus what the men have to do is night and day. Yeah, crazy. The uh, the commitment, what is required of women in the wedding is is crazy. Their day on Saturday, the day of the wedding, started at 8 a.m. Jesus. Our day started this at... after a night, you had rehearsal dinner on Friday, right? That's right. Jesus. Our day on Saturday started at like 11.30, yeah. which was just a loose lunch that we didn't have to be dressed for. Mm-hmm. And even that lunch was kind of like, we didn't even really need to go. Looking back, right. it was just sandwiches. And then we finished lunch around, I don't know, 12.30. And then we didn't have to be in our tuxedos until 1.30. But we didn't even have to have our bow ties tied at that point. Mm. They, don't, they don't want you to tie your bow ties. They want you to gather. It's the cherry on top. They want you to gather in a place with all the groomsmen to start tying your bow ties. And then they, that's, those are the classic pictures. As right, it's right. always they want us get pictures of guys tying each other's bow ties. And you're only imagining what's being said from the friend of the groom, like, "Hey, man, I hope we still get to spend this much time together moving forward." Yeah, some like sentimental moment. It's this one staged intimacy yeah. <laughs> between men, because men. I think Giannis Papas, by the way, does a bit about this, where he's like, "Men don't just go around." tying each other's bow ties and they're always fiddling with it straightening it and (laughs) doing all that can you tie a bow tie uh not well yeah i know that you can well i would i wouldn't i'd say not well either but i i can do my own and then i if forced i could do someone else's gotcha but it usually takes me a couple that's it's interesting how that's a different thing remind remind me to tell you my bow tie story when we're done with this part of the conversation okay so we have some good momentum i'll try but i got a lot on my mind i'll remember remember. okay so what women have to, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But that said, what, where were we? Why were we talking about this? How much more women have to do than men for the wedding. But we yeah. were also talking about scoring. Okay, so scoring. Wins. So being in the wedding versus Agreed. just being a guest of the wedding. It's worth more. So Friday, I had golf. I had uh, the rehearsal dinner where I performed a song, a roast. You, you have no idea how nervous I was for this song, by the way. I'm sure you were. Do you have any idea why I was nervous? Uh, because you, everybody at the wedding went to Harvard and they all have really high expectations of everything. No, no. Because, <laughs> dude, I, in my mind, I'm thinking if I'm at my friend's wedding, it's so much easier to do well for the song. So yeah, what, this is my friend. I know. So what made you so nervous? I get in trouble all the time. Ah, gotcha. And I had a roast. Gotcha. And the premise of the roast... I'll just tell you now, was that I, I, got, I stood up. I was the last person to go at the rehearsal dinner. They had intentionally done it that way because they did not want anyone to have to follow me, either because I was going to do so well that it would suck to follow me, or I was going to ruin the evening, <laughs> and they wanted everyone out the door as fast as possible. Was it discussed that that was a possibility? Yes. 
And that is exactly what I was afraid of. And oh, I was afraid good. of it before they even told me that. And dude, then you got a whole week. You got to be at that wedding the next day with everybody there. Yeah. Brutal. Anyway. I have, as a comedian, you hire me to speak or perform at your wedding. I got one speed. You you know what you're getting, go, right? Go time. You can't really ask me if, if, if I'm someone whose trade is to hammer circus tent posts into the ground <laughs> then you wouldn't hire me to sew a, a needlepoint thank you card correct i don't know how good of a comparison that is i know the point you're trying to make though those are just completely different skills if i'm a if i'm a metal drummer you're not hiring me to play the harp at your wedding ah uh, i don't i, I want to give a shot you want to i try? don't know if i can do it better than you but okay okay if you are hiring somebody to do a roast at your wedding, you're not going to hire them to tell a poem at the wedding. Okay. I don't know. That wasn't that good either. It's fine. It's fine. People get the idea. <laughs> People get the idea. You ask for the bull, you're going to get the horns. Uh, yes, yes. And fair. I wrote this roast song, and they had a, because they had said we have the piano at the house ready to go. So they basically led me to it, the trough. Mm -hmm. And I, wrote this song over the course of a, a week or two, but I didn't really practice it with a piano that much. So first of all, I was nervous because I didn't feel that prepared. Gotcha. But the lyrics were good. The jokes were there. Mm -hmm. The premise of the song, I go last, I stand up, everyone looks at me and I say, I have something prepared. My friend, and I named him, the groom, wrote this as a love song and a thank you to the bride. So that, that, that was the bit. I said, yes, okay. keep in mind, That's funny. <laughs> he wrote this. These are his his words. It's very important that you remember <laughs> that he wrote this. And I sat down and I said, dear bride's name, uh, tomorrow is our wedding day. Uh, I thought I'd take this time to say a few of the things I love about you, babe. Uh, I love this. I love that. Yada, yada. Names a couple normal things. But, but the part of you I like the best, the part that makes me most impressed, um, the part of you I like the best is me. <laughs> and then it turns into this very narcissistic <laughs> rant about himself um, and all of the things that are great about him that's, that's, through his own eyes. That's really clever, dude. And they were very specific jokes. I mean, it was it was really good. Um, and and uh, whatever I'm saying that obviously, but but I had I had really worked hard on the lyrics and things as as subtle as like uh, you know how good he is at explaining cryptocurrency to other people. <laughs> Did um, you? tell them that this was going to be your angle or did you no, surprise them? No, but fun. I, as the wet, as it approached, I got more and more nervous. And, and yeah. one of the reasons was a big portion of this song was me saying, um, uh, the me, I, you know, I compared my, comparing myself to the boyfriends of your past compared to them. They, they look like, I make them look like stupid losers. Uh, <laughs> None of the guys from your past can do this, 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 this. Were any of them there? I didn't know, but did and I was a little that? nervous yeah, about yeah. that. But I, do, okay. I don't think okay. so. Um, so he, one of the guys just the worst that happens there is the guys like, hey, I'm one of those stupid losers. Yeah, <laughs> but then I, I mean, this part took over the song, and it was like they're all 
uh, poor, fatter, dumber, sadder, weaker, meeker, less heroic, boring, snoring, never stoic, bad in bed and missing targets, uninformed on crypto markets, uh, fewer friends and fewer outfits, renting out their smaller houses, not the fight, <laughs> not the type to fight a surcharge, never on the list at Surf Lodge. They like go to Surf Lodge all the time. So yeah. it, it was like very specific and it was like dragging her ex-boyfriends, even though it was very vague and, and in general, speaking about whoever she might have dated in the past. That was what worried me the most, mm -hmm. was that somehow the bride might take it personally that I was basically saying all the boyfriends of your past are losers. Right. So, dude, two things. Uh, first of all, you should use this every single time you now get hired to do someone else's wedding. Just use this as the prototype. <laughs> yeah. It's going to murder. It's yeah. such a good idea. It's yeah. insane. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> dude, it's it's funny because this is the same like with any sort of piece of content that you're putting out like you know you'll make something a little different a little new and you're like nervous to put it out and then a couple of days before you just completely lose perspective about it yes you're like i have no idea how people are going to take this am i going to is this crossing the line is it not it, it sounds like it didn't cross the line at all the the second i started the second i hit that open the punchline the turn of yes. the best part of you is me i looked up and i saw the bride wiping tears of laughter from oh, her eyes great. and then i was fine that's amazing then do i, do I, I know fine. this guy yeah i think so i'll tell you later okay okay i'm, I'm not sure I'm, i think you've probably met him but okay. he's a very close friend of mine okay um how so anyway uh the, as it turned out all of my fears were unfounded great they had greats everybody there had a great sense of humor the bride and the groom were excellent he is very capable of taking a roast mm -hmm. in fact and seems to enjoy it and <laughs> um and it was all great but to your point of doubting material as you get closer it's one thing to to worry that something you've created is not funny it's another thing entirely to worry that something you've created is going to offend personal oh, yeah. people yeah. in your lives totally. and that is really where my throat started to constrict yes and you've been hired to do this though so it's not like it's different than like you ever go to write a bit about like a family member and you're like this i don't want to talk about this and you just toss it out and never think about it again like you can't really do that here like you have been you have an assignment yes so you, it's your job to toe the line appropriately i was 20 times more nervous for this than i was for the rehearsal dinner that i performed at two weeks prior right. and it makes sense i just felt considered. like do I have this wrong? Mm -hmm. I have, and this is something that has been troubling me a lot lately, Julio, both on the podcast and everywhere in our performative lives of me losing faith in my instincts. Mm. I have, I have lost a lot of faith in my ability to trust my <laughs> comedic instincts. Well, is it comedic instincts or just uh, like, I don't know if it's comedic instincts too, because your comedic instincts are probably good. But there's another instinct, whatever we want to put our finger on and call it. I agree with you because you really do tend to back yourself into these scenarios having not really thought about it previously. But that's good that you're growing as a person and you're learning how to I, do I it properly. I feel like I'm shrinking. I feel like I'm shrinking under the specter of repercussions. You're muting the best part of yourself? I wouldn't go so far as to <laughs> lament and, and say that I'm being self-censored or anything like that. It's just a, an, a fear. Right. No, a dude, crippling anxiety. It's, fair, it's a fair thing to be scared of, man. You should have seen me at this rehearsal dinner before I performed. 
I couldn't eat. You're just People shocked. were worried about me. <laughs> I walked outside of the whole house and went out into the driveway and just sort of rehearsed it under my breath for like 20 minutes pacing around. Oh my God, dude. And I was like, I don't even know if I should do this at all. Should I just tell them that I don't have anything? I'm not sure it's going to work out. It's a bad idea. Damn, dude. And then, of course, as soon as I did it, it was great. And then, you know, we got back to the wedding where the actual wedding was. That was on Friday night after the rehearsal dinner. And then everyone who had been at the rehearsal dinner started telling everyone else at the wedding how great my thing was. So then everybody else was coming up to me and being like, I heard you fucking murdered Dude, your thing at the rehearsal dinner. Great. But it, it still wasn't enough to like restore my confidence. <laughs> Step in the right direction. But you should at least restore your confidence in that you are capable of doing something like this without getting yourself in trouble. I suppose that's true. Even though it was an unpleasant experience, you had to go outside to smoke a cig to get ready. Just about. And dude, you know what? It would actually have been nicer for you uh, if you had an alternative to a cig. What could that be? That's why, uh, you know, maybe you could have used a Lucy pouch. A Lucy pouch? I mean, dude, it's amazing how in some of the most stressful moments in life, we <laughs> crave a nicotine fix. I guess that's it. You know what I mean? And I even remember when I was in school and I was studying and I would go take a smoke break when I was studying for exams and like, then you transition to pouches and to uh to dips and all this different kind of stuff i really wish that at that time we had this kind of alternative with like a clean mm -hmm. nicotine that has no tobacco in it mm -hmm. um and that is a a honestly cleaner alternative to some of the uh, other nicotine imagine how much better you would have done in school if you'd had <laughs> access to some cool cider lucy pouches I know, dude. They have all the good flavors. As opposed to all those cigs you were I know. ripping. I know, dude. I know. Like a goddamn, I don't even know. <laughs> they have mango, lunatic. too. Every, mango has just seemed to come to the top as the premier uh, nicotine product flavor. Yes. For some reason. Yes, it has. Um, but if you guys are trying to find an alternative to smoking or to whatever your nicotine habit is, uh, these Lucy pouches are kind of like similar to those snooze pouches that they love in Europe where you kind of just tuck it right in your lip mm -hmm. and uh, you get your fix in a much more sort of uh, less in a less gnarly way. That's right. It's 2021. Don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco free options from Lucy listeners, Lucy.co and use promo code oops to get 20% off of your order of Lucy slim pouches. It's Lucy.co promo code oops. You'll get 20% off. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code. Oops. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, you go out there, you come back, you kill it. Because, dude, I know people who have done this and it went really, really badly. Yeah. And they have never lived it down for the rest of their lives. See, this is what I'm talking about. So like a friend, a friend of ours, I'm actually not even going to air him out on the podcast because I don't know if he wants me to share this, but he did stand up at a wedding for his family when he had just started and he just went up there and offended every single person in the room. Oh my God. But not even in the offensive way, the way that you offend where it's like you cross the line, like his offensiveness was like inexperience. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at everyone's tits. Like, I don't know what he said, but he said something <laughs> fucked up and everybody's mad at him for it. And like, I don't know if he's ever gained back his reputation from them as a comic. Even look 10 at years everyone's later. tits. <laughs> I see a lot of tits out there tonight. 
<laughs> wow. Not a floppy ones. Dude, hilarious. Disgusting. So, okay. So the rehearsal dinner knocked it out of the park. Saturday, the wedding goes great. Saturday wedding, you know, awesome. I mean, this, this couple is awesome. They're, they're, they're so, they were, it's, you could have filmed their entire wedding and the orchestration of it and aired it on some kind of show about dream wedding right like they're that beautiful right the wedding was that beautiful it's like two people who were not just created for each other but created to have a wedding together gotcha. that they planned gotcha and they killed it i mean it was unbelievable having said that right you go to these weddings you went to your wedding with Hill Dog, and I want to get to that. Mm-hmm. But I go to this wedding with my girlfriend, and you cannot help but feel as if you are sort of window shopping for your own impending wedding someday. Interesting. And it's it's a little bit of uh, a tease, or you know, a a tough thing because. They obviously they're I, I don't know that we would be able to afford a wedding like this or, mm-hmm. or that this is the type of wedding I would have for myself mm-hmm. um, and what woman goes to this wedding and wouldn't want to have the, the wedding that they're having you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's hard imagine it's a little bit like when we go <laughs> when we go house hunting and we were going to those you know, three million dollar homes and apartments, and like just torturing ourselves, uh, even though we thought it was fun, because it's right there in your face, every aspect of mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. you're like, God, you know. Well, I mean, dude, you know, I'm sure that whatever wedding you guys end up having will be great, and you'll have a great time. Well, I guess my point is, do you think we might have enjoyed this wedding if we were already married? Do you think we would have enjoyed it more? Oh. I don't know. I think so. Really? I think it takes some of the pressure off. The edge off of, yeah, I guess especially in the stage that you guys are in where it's like, it's it's around, it's somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think once you're married, it is more fun to go to weddings of friends. Interesting. Well, I imagine like there's a couple things that could contribute to that. One of them being... You get to fucking give your shit kids to the babysitter for the night Mm -hmm. and you get to, you know what I mean? You get to Mm -hmm. sort of like, whereas when you're young and quote unquote young and you don't have a family yet, you have more flexibility and therefore the night out is less of a novelty. I see it like that. I mean, I get what you mean too, but like, I don't know that I go into these weddings feeling like, oh my God, like I need to do that too someday. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah. maybe again, like maybe it's just farther away from me. No, right. So I, I don't understand yet. I definitely felt the the walls closing in a little. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Uh also the whole thing was at the Ritz Carlton in Beaver Creek, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we were staying. And the problem with that, and if you go to a wedding at a resort or any of this, you just completely lose the feeling of paying for drinks because you put them on your room and you don't have to see the receipts. Oh, interesting. You don't have to sign for stuff, really. And it's not handing oh. over a credit card or cash. Such a dangerous game. And dude. you're just all day, people are drinking, people are having all your meals at the hotel. And by the time you're checking out, our bill 
I had an additional thousand dollars. Yeah, dude. For three days. Dude, not and, and like not to be that fucking gauche guy, but when I'm in that, that kind of situation, at the beginning of before the drinks and everything start getting ordered, when no one is looking, I ask how much things cost. That's <laughs> smart though. Because cocktails are like twenty dollars. The There's so much, dude. Oh, keep. Oh. I gotta. I gotta read for you some of these random charges and taxes because you're not. This was appalling to me. Dude, it's it's it really is a crazy thing, and you got to be careful. Okay, so I've got my receipt here. This is what I was hit with on my way out the door on Sunday, knowing that I had to drive two and a half hours to Denver and then get on a cross country flight to get home at like eleven forty five midnight. So how'd I'm you already, feel? How'd you feel Monday morning? Well, I was already pretty anxious. This is on Sunday, right? Mm, yeah. And so you're saying once we finally got home and woke up on Monday? Right. While you pull up the charges, how were you, did you feel all right on Monday? No. <laughs> I was shaking Wrecked. from alcohol withdrawal and exhaustion. Yes. I did a 20-minute Peloton yesterday. It was one of my worst performances I've ever had. <laughs> all right. So you ready for this? Sure. So there's all kinds of nonsense. There's a prepaid deposit, an incidental credit, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But then you go, you go past your like liquor charges, right, at these different bars. And accompanying those liquor charges are civic assessment tax. That was $17.85. Resort fee? State tax, <laughs> which was $8.67. Eagle County tax, that was $4.49. Bachelor Gulch Metro District tax, $15. Bachelor Gulch. And a resort you. fee of $15. So all of that. It's a hundred bucks right what there. What the fuck? How many different subdivisions? Who drew the map of this Dude, place? The planet of Mars. Where are these goddamn taxes going? That's crazy. For a couple spicy margaritas? Dude. Get out of my face. Brutal. Oh my God. And that happened every goddamn day. Yeah. The Bachelor Gulch Metro District tax? <laughs> I didn't see a goddamn school in Bachelor Gulch. You paid 50 bucks to the Bachelor Gulch. Dude. See any school buses or, you know, fucking hospitals? Maybe they have hospitals, but I don't know. Anyway, dude, so that's the deal. Uh, we had a wonderful time. It was very, very expensive. Do you have any like suggestions for how to keep the budget under control when you're attending a wedding? And especially... When you're in the wedding? Well, Francis, what you could do, the obvious answer is that you could take a little bit of feel CBD. Is that what <laughs> I... Yeah, that's... I should have thought of that. Put a couple of drops on your tongue. Calm the fuck down. You won't be as stressed out about the fact that you... The indoor bar is making significantly better drinks. That's right. You'll stay outside. You'll save some cash. And uh, you'll feel really good in the process. It's premium CBD delivered <laughs> directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I just place a few drops of feels under my tongue and I feel the difference within minutes. Feels.com slash oops to get 50% off of your first order uh, with free shipping when you become a member. Guys, feels also has a uh, concierge service that actually helps you to find your best dose. So if you've ever taken CBD and felt like you took too much or you didn't take enough, this is the perfect resource for you because that's always been a problem that I've had mm -hmm. is dosing and finding the proper one and, you know, I'm doing it myself. It's kind of a chicken with his head cut off, running around trying to figure it out. But this I find to be very, very helpful. I was not a big CBD guy until I 
until we started working with these guys. And I've now asked them to send me two separate refills because I've gone through it all. Dude, great. Uh, you become a member and get 50% off your first order right now. Feels.com slash oops. That is feels.com slash oops to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Do you have any salute, like suggestions for how to keep the budget under control when you're attending a wedding and especially when you're in the wedding? So dude, I mean, you have to pay what you have to pay, right? So it's like, you have to go, you have to stay at the hotel because it's a fucking chump move to be like, I'm going to stay down the street at a less expensive one. You can't do that. I have friends who stayed in an Airbnb. They weren't in the wedding, but yeah. I think if you're not in the wedding, you can stay in an Airbnb. If you're in the wedding, you got to stay at the hotel. They split a house nearby between four couples. They each paid $200 yeah, that's for smart. the whole time. That's smart. That's smart. And that's the move. If you're not in the wedding, if you're in the wedding, you got to fucking, you got to suck it up. Yep. Um, I had a similar thing happen where I was in a wedding and like, we just sucked it up and stayed at the hotel. It was so expensive, but it was it's the most I've ever spent on a hotel. You know what I mean? It's nuts. Anyway, but dude, the, the the place where you fucked yourself, and again, maybe you don't want to avoid this because this is fun, but like drinks at the bar and stuff when you're at a wedding. I mean, the beauty of a wedding is usually that you don't have to pay for anything once you have paid for it. Once you've paid for everything, you don't pay for anything. Yeah. But the fact that you were, you know, at like you said, at a ski resort and like all that stuff, there's just a lot of opportunities to like, hey, well, let's meet at the bar. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, you can rack up a $250 tab no, yeah, in no, 20 minutes. No question. You know? So in my opinion, that is where you have to try to cut back on the yeah. extra expenses. Here's another thing that that was really tough. The They had an indoor bar in the hotel, and then right out the doors, there was the outdoor bar. The drinks at the indoor bar were so much better made. And there was more attention paid to them than the drinks at the outdoor bar. And the outdoor bar is where the drinks for the wedding were made. Uh, so by the time the wedding happened, we all knew about this discrepancy <laughs> in quality. And so people were still opting to go inside and pay for drinks. Oh, dude. Then as opposed to sort of just grabbing stuff at the outside bar. And... Dude. Part of the problem in that was that I had gotten to know some of the bartenders at the indoor bar, and I even went in and told them, I was like, hey, do you guys know that the drinks in here are a lot better? And he goes, I would say 80% of our guests tell us that. <laughs> so then he and I had this sort of bonding moment, oh, nice. and because I had acknowledged it to him in a very professional way, whenever I arrived at the indoor bar, he would immediately come over to me. No matter uh, if there were other people waiting quicker. So I felt like I had some kind of loyalty friendship with this good. bartender, which sat, had me going inside for more, more reason. Do you ever get that? You're like, ah, that's that bartender's my guy. Yes. It's, it's, I want what him a, to like me. What a great thing that is. I'm, I'm no, it's not. No, it is, dude. It's never been a great. It's never been a thing for me where I like go to my regular spots and people know me. I like I like mix it up. So when I do have that, it's such a nice feeling. Okay, but this is my point. It led to me oh, buying more paying shit. for drinks uh, when you some of them to... were offered for free or tipping him more. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for the most part, when the wedding was happening, we did have the free drinks. Of course. Yeah. Um, dude, that's so funny. I but mean, like at one point, we all went inside and decided to have espresso martinis to like get a second wind. And those were not offered at the outdoor bar, so you had to pay for those. Right, and I like got around. I was I got one for me and my girlfriend, and then someone else was like, "Hey, I'd love one of those." Next thing you know, I had to get I got like seven espresso martinis. Dude, Jesus, like one hundred and eighty five dollars. Oh God, 
Savage people aren't venmoing you for that you know dude <laughs> yeah no you shot. can't really say no no dude though they're like we'll get you next one and nobody got nobody me the next gets one. You shit. yeah yeah that's where you you got to be the guy who says i'll get you the next one oh. <laughs> that be planning to be that guy makes you a piece of shit dude whatever you took an l sometimes you get to just take the fucking l it was such a fun wedding such a wonderful couple i guess i just am wondering if there is a way somehow to do weddings and be an, a good participant and be in the mix without having to spend dude yes what everyone else is because spending. usually the wedding isn't taking place at a hotel over a weekend usually it's like in some other every time you're doing anything for the wedding you're congregating in a place where you don't have to pay for stuff that is that is usually the case i feel am i wrong about that two of the next three weddings that i'm going to are at hotels mm. and, and one of them's for at weekends. a ritz uh, did, you, did I tell you I got asked to officiate uh, Bill's, no. our friend Bill's wedding? No, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and theirs is where? That's in Puerto Rico. Jesus. And then there's the one, and then you're going to the one in Italy too. Yeah. Holy shit. So now, back to hotel. wedding scoring, I have to think that you get bumped up a couple points if you're traveling internationally. Yeah. Re-Italy. Uh-huh. Puerto Rico being a commonwealth, I believe, <laughs> that is also counts as a couple extra points. Yeah, Dude, like I said before, this is like Olympic scoring. And if you get asked to officiate a wedding, <laughs> that is a <laughs> huge booster. That's you know, like the, a four-pointer right there. The difficulty on Francis's routine this weekend is just very high. As long as he executes reasonably well, he's going to be on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, being asked to give a best man speech or being asked to officiate the wedding uh, is is a higher honor wow or or let's it, say it, there's more there's more uh the stakes are higher so i think that the stakes are higher for the speech but it's which more one, which one the best man speech more of a yeah that's more uh pressure but i think officiating is a bigger honor because that means you share some significance to the couple yeah whereas with the best man speech you could just be doing inside jokes the whole time yeah and that could be it um so with the officiating though, and I've officiated not to, and dude, not yeah. only did I officiate, I did it with like 40 comedians there and most of them have better careers than me. So that is stressful <laughs> because you don't want to be funny. You don't want to be the funny guy no, because no. if you try too hard to be funny, they're like, Oh, what a fucking hack. Mm -hmm. And then you never live that down. That's tough. So I, and, and I, I may be wrong about this, but I think that I towed the balance well where I was more sincere than I was funny, but still had a couple of good lines in there. Good. Different for you. I know this couple that you're talking about. They're wonderful. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be much easier than having to do a song for a best man speech. Got it. I do too. I think, I think that when you're officiating, you can stick to more of a script. I mean, the most important part of the whole speech is lines that you're given by a book. Totally. The totally. whole like, do you take this person? All that. So, dude, we have an we actually have an email about this. Okay, but before we get to that, I want to do I want to do an impression for you, and I want to see if you can guess who this is. Okay. Ready? Here's my impression, and then I want to see if you can guess who this is. <laughs> Who's that? My who? It's everybody at the wedding laughing at the worst corny jokes. <laughs> from the best man or the maid of honor speech dude i was so afraid that you were going to be like that's you when you laugh because you just want to read an email no no <laughs> it's not you dude everybody at a wedding has a fake laugh 
that they issue when the efficient <laughs> or the best man or the father of the bride or the maid of honor tries to tell a joke in their speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's a laugh that is that is not the joke's not funny. It's always like when I the first time I met so and so, I remember thinking, you know, I don't like them very much. <laughs> but as time wore on, I saw that they were pretty nice. Right, right. Something like that. Well, dude, th <laughs> this is why I find that it's a, a ripple. The maid of honor speech, in my opinion, is almost always better than the best man speech. The best man speech can can be knocked out of the park. I've seen it been done. But a lot of the time what happens in the best man speech is the guy's either too nervous and he's like looking down at the paper. The wedding that I just went, they actually had two best man speeches or something. Wow. And the first guy, first of all, you couldn't even hear him because the, the, the acoustics were fucked up. Oh boy. I saw a guy in an iPad trying to fix it and like <laughs> you just couldn't hear. It. And this guy kept doing this, bro. He kept raising the roof. And like holding the paper in one hand, he just kept doing that. To tell people to raise to get, the no, volume? No, to get people hyped. Oh, God. And it was just like, it was just kind of awkward. But oh, the heavens. other thing that I see that is terrible is that best man takes the mic and he starts walking around the floor trying to show you he's going to be confident. Yeah. And that's the guy who always has the worst jokes. Yeah. And is terrible. You okay. Know what I mean? The best man at this wedding gave one of the best, best man speeches I've ever heard. Really? It was short. Made everyone cry. Yeah. And was funny. Dude, there it is. Hit for the cycle. There it is. It was unbelievable. There it is. His timing, he was sincere, he was earnest, confident, measured. Uh, there was one line that instantly just created waterworks among all the women and, you know, really kind of stole the show a Dude, little bit. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. I saw uh, the wedding that I officiated, the best man gave an incredible speech. He was sincerely funny. He didn't try to be someone he wasn't. And dude, there was not a dry eye or a dry vagina in that room. Wow. Everybody was fucking... Love the wetness. Just wanted it. Yeah. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. It's a beautiful thing to do. Okay, tell me about this email. Francis, it's so funny that you asked that question uh, because I was reading an email that we received earlier today, and it literally is titled, Ever Officiated a Wedding? Question mark. Oh, how about, how about that? So I think that this will be great. Um, okay, here we go. A relatively new listener here, although I've been listening for long enough to understand that garbage man ticket guy callback on today's episode, <laughs> which felt great. Uh, Julio, I feel a bit of a serendipitous connection with you because I grew up in Middletown, Connecticut. Oh, nice. That's a All right, enough of this shit. Get to <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Um, what do you say? Okay, okay, okay. On to the main topic. Francis, considering your newfound calling as a wedding speaker, I thought you might have some good insight for me. And little does he know, as a wedding officiant as well. Um, I've been asked to officiate a wedding this fall for some college friends who have been together uh, and two of my best friends since we met. They gave me one instruction. Keep any old stories from the college days family appropriate. 
For some context, Bride's family is pretty religious, Groom's family pretty much not at all, and the couple does not practice any religion as far as I know. They're technically already married, the old COVID city hall ceremony, uh, so all the legal ram- ramifications have been taken off of my plate, although most of, my conventional, uh, most of the conventional parts of the wedding ceremony, like declaration of intent and proclamation, will still remain. The wedding will be outdoors at a summer campground. It seems so far that the couple wants the main events to lean more towards reception, outdoor activities. So we're looking at a pretty short ceremony. Now, I've been in wedding parties before and have given a couple toasts, but I'm definitely feeling a bit of extra weight on this one. I understand that it doesn't have to be the best thing ever written, and nobody really remembers the ceremony of a wedding anyway, but I really want to cultivate an authentic and memorable experience. These are good thoughts. Uh, And choosing to be complacent in this type of situation just bums me out. Some of the things I'm wondering about are, how much humor is too much for a wedding ceremony? I think we kind of just cover that a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Should I keep religion out of it altogether or pour a little sprinkle of spirituality in there? Obviously, a lot of these questions can be answered by uh, talking to the people getting married, but I'm curious to hear about what your approach would be on the wedding script. Uh, I've been told that I'm a good speaker, yada, yada. Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah. So my first thought is that you've got to consult the bride and groom Mm -hmm. because either they're going to have very strong opinions or they're not but you need to know that one way or another and if they have a strong opinion about how they want the wedding speech to go or whatever it is that you're doing you sort of need to adhere to that right Mm -hmm. because the more that you go off on your own (laughs) the higher the risk that you're gonna do something they don't like totally and then if you are left your own devices and they say, well, do what we, you know, we trust you, yada, yada. I think as the officiant, you are not the performer. You're not the, you're not like the best man in that you are standing up there with two people who are the people who deserve the attention. Right. You are a conduit, a mouthpiece for this binding of those two souls. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who are the stars of this whole ceremony. Right. Just because you're talking does not mean that you're the star. Right. 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 Uh, so, you know, you've got to get get your points across. You got to do your thing. Couple laughs here and there. I would yeah. start with a joke. Maybe, you know, the joke you always hear at the end. Every every efficient makes the same joke. They always make the same joke. I think I made this joke too. They say, by the power invested in me, (laughs) by like... The Universal Life Church. Yeah, in officiate.com. That's a winner. That has crushed every time I've done it. Every single time. Gets a laugh every time. Murders. That's I'd say as far as spirituality goes, you shouldn't go further than that. Yeah. There's no point in like, like you said, you know, they don't practice any religion. You don't need to like be decide to be religious right that's an insane move yeah if all of a sudden <laughs> especially you're not even a priest dude. if you're not if you're not religious yourself that would be weird <laughs> that's like the the prison experiment remember that where they like made certain people guards and certain people prisoners and they just started behaving like guards and prisoners vaguely it's like a thing you learned the first semester of college i regardless the uh this is like what that is just because you suddenly are putting on the cloak dude doesn't mean that yeah you should be talking about religion at all yeah the um the other side of it that i wanted to oh the the officiant at my friend's wedding is is another very good friend of ours of of the grooms of the couple but he was you know basically a groomsman and 
He was a groomsman. I'm sorry. He had a great joke up top where he said, I got ordained for this. So technically, I'm Father Wiley, <laughs> but I prefer to go by Daddy. <laughs> it's great. That is a it good... Was, it was a real laugh. It wasn't the... <laughs> that is a good fucking laugh. It was a full-blown... Oh, that's funny. Dude, that's a good one. That's funny. When did he did this most recent one? Yeah. Oh, dude, that is a line and a half. It's a line and a half. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, he got 1.5 wedding credits for that. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, it's like, dude, that's fucking great. All right, so we've been on, we've been on weddings this whole time. I and mean, was there anything from yours that? Um... I mean, there's plenty, but dude, I so a couple th- a couple things that I've noticed these weddings that I've been at, and I don't know if I talked about this already, but there's such a high concentration of bad dancers in a wedding. Oh yeah, and it's just such a unique thing because there are no other events where people dance when they don't normally dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Usually, mm-hmm. if people go dancing, they dance. Right. You know what I mean? It's rare to have all these people who don't know how to dance attempting to. Mm-hmm. And it can be a pretty hilarious <laughs> thing to observe, man. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Just don't, like, whatever you do, if you're not an incredible dancer, stay out of the circle. Yeah. Don't do the worm. But usually, if it's a wedding where everyone's a lot of bad dancers, it doesn't mean, it means there's not a one or two dancers there who are just upstaging so everyone and making everyone feel bad and that person sucks just as much yeah you have to be chill yeah if you're good at dancing don't don't go too crazy right don't start moonwalking right there's no need for that dude i remember one time at a wedding i approached this girl i must have been like 13 or something i went up to this girl and, and asked her to dance and she laughed in my face oh gosh and dude i ran i ran and ran into a dark corner and I felt so bad about myself. And then all of a sudden, I heard, Ch-, and I turn around, and there was this like gorgeous 21-year-old girl who had saw- seen what had happened holding a Stewart's orange cream soda. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> she Shut walked over to me. Shut your damn mouth. And she said, she said to me, she goes, look at those dimples. She goes, you're going to be a lady killer someday. Don't worry about it. And she handed me the Irish, uh, not the Irish, she handed me the, the Stewart's orange cream. Shut your pie hole. Francis, and it's moments like those. Just <laughs> shut, Julio. Julio. Julio, shut. You know what? That's a great story. It's moments like those that make me really appreciate the Stewart's spiked seltzer. It's there in times of rejection. <laughs> it's there when you need a friend. It's the hot 21-year-old girl saving your life and complimenting (laughs) your dimples dude an homage to our most significant moments in our lives that's it that's it they have every flavor uh that you remember from childhood the the root beer (laughs) the orange cream the black cherry they got raspberry lime now too and they're introducing new flavors in 2022 so currently you can only find stewart spike seltzer in new york new jersey connecticut massachusetts pennsylvania rhode island and colorado but like I said, in 2022, you're going to be able to get it everywhere. If you're having trouble finding it, you can go to stewartspiked.com. That's stewartspiked.com, one S in the middle. Um, and you can look up the store locator to find out if a liquor store near you has it in stock. Uh, you can also DM the Instagram at stewartspiked. Uh, this is a great product, 100 calories per can, zero to one grams of sugar, gluten-free, vegan, all that good stuff. Uh, and it's a really wonderful treat uh, for any occasion that will remind you of your childhood. 
Uh, so go to stuartspike.com to figure out where it is. Uh, and don't forget that Iconic just got spiked. So dude, I, as, as you guys have probably been following along with, uh, I was given a tuxedo yeah that fits me like a fucking glove shout out to savage suiting uh-huh. in california mm-hmm. who came uh stepped it up and uh and hooked hooked your boy up and took care of me um i went to that wedding looking pretty solid i think and uh i i, I mentioned the bow tie earlier yes so i had this girlfriend back in the day who the joke was always that she would get me the weirdest worst gifts mm-hmm. between my friends like she would get me something they'd be, and we would always laugh of course i would never say anything she tried but like she always ended up missing the mark with the gifts. Okay. One thing that she got, and I, you know, I was t- in my early twenties. I didn't need this at the time, but she got me this Lanvin vintage bow tie. Whoa! <laughs> that I was like, this is really nice, but I have no use for this. Mm-hmm. But thank you. But dude, I still have it. That's huge. And that thing is fucking sick. Isn't it cool when you grow into a gift? Absolutely. So yeah. shout out to her uh, for having the foresight. To get me something that cool because it was dope and I really enjoyed wearing it Dude, to the wedding. My, my grandmother bought me a Hawaiian shirt when I was about 13. And I don't know if this was true with you, but my grandparents totally always overestimated how big I was. Because <laughs> I was always getting bigger. So even at 13, I was only like probably 140 pounds or something. But did they do that because they knew you'd grow into it? I think no, I think boy. I think they were buying it for me at as I moment. was at got that it. moment. So maybe I was twelve or whatever, but they bought my, my grandmother bought me this like XL shirt, this Hawaiian <laughs> shirt that was a beautiful shirt, but it did not fit me in the slightest. <laughs> so it sat in my closet for years. And let me tell you something. I just rediscovered this shirt like four years ago. 28 that's insane it was a gift to me when i was 13 <laughs> i can't believe you still have and it, it looks great on me now <laughs> and i wear it every time i'm in florida it's it's out the house in that's florida so funny. yeah dude i have to imagine that when they're like will this fit him they just go a little they're like this will definitely fit him yeah they go bigger and then it ends up being way too big mm-hmm. a kid in my elementary school this guy matt who's one of actually one of my best friends um he would always wear his shirts way too big when mm. we were kids. And dude, it became this thing that became a trend. Everybody in the school then started wearing gigantic t-shirts. They were like down to their knees. Because of Matt? Because Matt always had these really cool t-shirts, but they were way too big. I was going to say, or because of like Eminem. No, no, this is pre-Eminem, dude. This is like, we were in third grade or second grade or something. Yeah. And he just had these giant shirts and he was rocking them hard. So then everybody started rocking him hard. Mm. He also had a Charlotte Hornets bed that was built for him. I was jealous of that. Was he a Charlotte Hornets fan? I, for some reason, everyone in my school was a Charlotte Hornets fan. I think maybe just because their merch was so cool. Yeah, the back in the time teal. in the Larry Johnson days. Glenn, Glenn Rice? Robinson, Rice, Glenn, Glenn Rice. Rice, Glenn Rice. Was Glenn now Glenn Robinson? Del, Del Curry. Yeah, Del Curry. Steph's Alonzo dad. Mourning. For a spell. Better known for playing for the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. but yes, he did play for them. <laughs> um, okay, so all right, I don't remember what I was going to say. Well, dude, I I have a, a complete opposite wedding. Of oh, what you really had. quick. Okay, okay. I know. I remember no, go ahead. Go ahead. I ripped not just the seat of the suit I was wearing no. on Friday night. I ripped. The seat of the tuxedo that I was no. wearing on Saturday. Too much Peloton, dude. That tush. 
What the? What, out. what has happened to me? You've been doing a lot of legs or what? I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, that's my biggest fear because I always rip pants and the, like I always rip it on the seam. And there, stuff. It's, it's right in the butthole for both oh pairs. Oh my God. Right in the butthole. I could shit without taking them off. Oh my god! So what did you? Was, you, was it noticeable? Window. Huh? Was it noticeable? Well, I was wearing dark underwear, so fortunately, not really. Plus the, you know, back flap of your coat, right? Sort of covers. Cover it. it didn't really matter. But these are expensive. I know that things. Sucks. That sucks. So I don't know if I can sew it and have it fixed, or if I gotta toss these. I've you gotta try. Worn, you gotta I've try. I've only worn this tux like four or five times. You should be able to get it altered. You should try. Yeah. <laughs> dude because it's especially embarrassing to do that and maybe i'm just self-conscious but i have like a fat ass and when you rip your pants and you have a fat ass it's really embarrassing yeah and people like notice i don't have a fat ass right so that's what i'm saying it maybe is less like embarrassing i don't know what how this happened man yeah that's crazy yeah it's humid i know it wasn't you're up north you were no, up high. it wasn't i just <laughs> the altitude had something to do with it i think i'm just <laughs> I think I'm just asking too much of the pants. But you said you've only worn them once or twice. I know, but I think I'm I'm moving around a yeah. lot. I'm sitting up and down a lot. I'm standing. I'm I'm doing all kinds of goofy shit. Sprinting to the indoor bar. Yeah, exactly. So hold on, I need, I've, I need to spend five hundred dollars. You know one thing that I did that was cool at the wedding? What? I tornadoed a cor- or Corona beer on the dance floor. What's that? I don't even know what that it's is. It's when you whip it around and then you create a tornado inside the beer and then it chug it through that oh wow that's crazy never seen that no it's like classy shotgunning it's cool it's so, a cool so you guy switched move. to beer at some point you were going too hard um i was drinking tequila the vast majority of the night someone handed me a corona my, the groom handed me corona he's the the master of that move oh, got and it. he knew that i've done it like once before successfully and he wanted to put me on the spot got and I nailed it, it and it, everyone it. went nuts dude i love it yeah i love it they didn't play shout Dude, so funny. Like at my wedding, they did play shout and somebody went, we were outside and the only people that we met at the wedding, because we didn't know anybody at the wedding. I'll tell you more about that in a sec. They're like, I guess we're going to sit out shout. And that's when I realized that shout is truly a moment of a wedding sometimes. It is. It's fun. It's the most polarizing song, I think. The (laughs) couple at this wedding specifically told the band do not play shout. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's to the point where it's just so expected that it is a nuanced, classy choice to say do not play it. The next morning, <laughs> some of the guests were disappointed that shout had not been played. Dude, this is another really good point. So, like Hillary and I were talking about this because, like you said, you start planning your own wedding when you're at a wedding, and obviously, you know, I don't think that that's nearby for us, but who knows? Whatever. Uh, she's like at my wedding. She goes, I think I kind of just want a DJ. But my mom said, she's like, you need like the, the older people really like a band. Like you don't want to just like not have any stuff for the older people. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's such an interesting point. But to your point about the shout thing, it's like some people love shout. Some people love shout. The problem for me with shout is that when they're doing a little bit softer now, people get down to the floor too quickly. <laughs> and your pants will split. Because <laughs> y- y- the idea is that you're supposed to very gradually go down to right. the floor. You're supposed to lower yourself. Everyone gets down below, low as if they're hiding from some sort of search party, you know, whether it's <laughs> the SS or whatever. I don't know. I shouldn't get n- Nazi Germany. But... Uh, you know, their people are getting down, right? And, and, and getting hushed and they, 
the that little bit softer now, the little bit softer. That goes on for a long time. Yeah. And people should time it so that they are still going down to the very last little bit softer now. And then right when they say a little bit louder now, they slowly start to rise. Right. But everyone mistimes the rise too. Dude, are you a choreographer? They come you're on. Like, you're like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I just pisses me off. People stand up too quickly and then you get a little bit louder now going on way past the point when you've already reached your ceiling. And you should keep it at a steady increase of standing upness and excitement building to the point where finally it is followed by the hey, hey, hey. And by the way. <laughs> Which do you sing with? Do you sing the lead or the uh, response on the hey, hey, hey? Oh, uh, I think I sing the response. I typically sing the lead. I don't know if that's like a, an arrogant thing. I, I think some people, a lot of people do, you know, split it. And I mean, I think a, it was intended to be responded to. What are you in the band? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're correct. I agree. Don't do, I, don't try to like paint me as a beta for responding. I, I I am not. I agree. I think. Do you think that everybody in the wedding should just be responding to the band? Dude, I, I'm I'm enjoying this because it's hilarious how strongly you feel about this. I don't give. I don't fucking care at all. You don't think? No. But but if I had to care, you're asking me. What do you think it should be? I guess you're supposed to respond, but if people not responding. And saying it or first or whatever, I have no problem with that. You don't? No. Unless they get on the stage. So like, you, gotta, right, you, you got the band. The band has been hired to sing the song. Right. And then they do their part. Hey, hey, hey. And then they hold the microphone out to the audience. And nearly everybody is singing that response except the one guy who's now facing the audience <laughs> with the band standing in front of the speaker being like, come on, everybody. Dude, that's hilarious. And that's me. That's you. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> I didn't play the piano all those years to not consider myself <laughs> the an honorary member that's of fair. the band. That's fair, dude. That's fair. <laughs> um, dude, so at our wedding, it was one day, Saturday, it was Uberable to New Jersey. Uh, oh, that's great. Which is expensive to Uber, but whatever. Less um, than a hotel. What, didn't have to stay in a hotel, all this stuff. We don't know anybody at this wedding. Wow. Um, and it was in like a place where you have a wedding. So it was confined to like two floors of this big building. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was good open bar with like all the good booze. You never know at a wedding like that. Like you might go there and they might only have some stuff. They had everything. Wow. Um, and that was really nice. But it's interesting being at a wedding where you don't know anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's can be, it's like tricky almost. Mm -hmm. we, we met a couple people who uh, were really nice. And uh, this guy, Jordan and his girlfriend, uh, fiance um and they actually live around the corner from us yada yada like all that little stuff that you can connect with but it's so much i, I didn't i've never done it before mm -hmm. you know i've never gone to a wedding where there's just nobody else there that i know it's the bride we knew the bride i don't think i would have gone hillary works with the bride yeah i wouldn't have right. gone yeah i i could have not gone no i don't think either of you should have gone oh but this is her dear work friend she loves her like she would never have missed it fine um but i feel you i feel you Life has gotten me to the point now where I will not be accepting wedding invitations from people who, uh, if there's if there's even a remote chance that the couple is not offended at all that I say no, then I'm not going. Yeah, pre-COVID, there's no way I would have gone, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I've been busy this summer. It was like a nice Saturday out where I could like, you know what I mean? It was a nice, a nice little 
vacation. Every wedding that I'm going to, I have to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm either in the wedding or very close. Yeah. Dude, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Putting up big numbers this summer, big numbers. Yeah, my score is going to be Julio's. How many do you have total between now and the end of the year? Uh, Four. You have four more? No, 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 four total. Four total. Does that include the one you just went, the two you've been to? Yeah. You've got four total. Yeah. So I have five. Yeah, and and if we both had four total, you would have defeated me as well, given the scoring system that we've kind of roughly. I am speaking at or officiating every wedding that I'm. Going and you're to. doing one internationally, one at a United States Commonwealth, and <laughs> all have been destination. And I think three of the four are black tie. That's a turbo score. More points for black tie too. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And a plus one at all of them, obviously. You're plus one hundred percent, obviously. In fact, it's almost as if there it's not even a plus one because I think there the the my lady is friends enough with right. a lot of these couples that right. she would have been invited. Got her own invitation. Independent. More points for that. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. Um so dude, there was one bartender at this wedding who for some reason he just like stood out to me like he had really black hair and his beard was perfectly trimmed and kempt and was the exact same color the and word it was kempt kempt Very and it was well one of those two where it was like clean shaven before the beard started mm-hmm. and the beard was only like a one yeah and i was kind of describing that and hillary goes do you have a crush oh <laughs> I was like, and i was like no yeah <laughs> not at all maybe he has a crush on me uh but dude i mean it was just it, it's funny it's so it's weird to go to a wedding where you don't know anybody. Yeah, but we had a good time. Well, made the best. You thing. know how I split my pants of my tuxedo. Yes. You know <laughs> what would not have split? What? My goddamn bird dogs. <laughs> Wouldn't have split those bird dogs. Sing it. That fabric is stretchy, comfortable, and it's true. It does not uh, break or tear. It's well made. Those bird dogs pants. Bird dog shorts. The best. Telling you, if only they made a tuxedo, I would wear that <laughs> to every wedding. Send them a message, dude. But think about it. Like for your wedding weekend, you wake up Friday morning. Oh, you, nice. You hit the fucking mountainside jacuzzi. Yep. You get out and you can wear those same shorts on the golf course. I brought three pairs of bird dogs to this wedding this weekend. I only wore two of them because I was able to use them for so many different things. I did wear them to golf. I wore them to hike and I wore them in the pool. You're absolutely right. Dude, it's amazing. They are the Swiss army knife of clothing. (laughs) I love my bird dogs. Go get yourself a pair right now. Use promo code OOPS and you'll get something. We don't know what it is. Tell you every time, but you'll get something along with those bird dogs. Promo code OOPS, birddogs.com. Get them today. Okay, I got a th- I got a question for you, Julio. This is a big question to end on. Okay. All right. So on the plane home, mm-hmm. right? I'm sitting in the window seat. Mm-hmm. Now, we are taxiing for takeoff. I like to be able to look out the window when we're taking off. As do I. Because I feel like if that if something's gonna go wrong, <clears throat> based on what I learned from watching the movie Sully. <laughs> The takeoff is the risky time. Yes. And I could be dead wrong about that, but it just feels that way to and me. And dude, also, it feels better for me. I like n- understanding the movement of the plane. Yeah. When I can look out the window, I understand why it's doing what it's doing. Yes. 
And if I'm going to die, I'd rather be staring at the land below me than the inner shade of some plain window. Totally. Okay. So I have the window open. I've got, I'm kind of, my seat is kind of splitting windows. Okay. So I have the, the window in front of me, right, is full before the start of the next row. Okay. So I have full control of that window. Nobody would claim that that was their window other than me or the people in my row. Gotcha. But the window behind me is kind of lined up yeah. with my seat. Yes. Now, I was very careful to look at this. At least 75% <laughs> of the window was in your was room. In front of my seat. If my seat is the dividing line, 75% of the window is in front. 25% belongs to the very extreme front of the row behind me. This is so good, dude. Everybody has had this thought. That window was shut. Yes. I opened it. The woman behind me shuts it. Like immediately after you opened it? A couple, like probably a minute. Oh my God. I start looking back because keep in mind now, this is right next to my head. Yeah. I I look back at her and I look back at the window and I'm thinking if I open it again that's an act of it's war. It's on, it's on, yeah. That's a, that's a declaration. How old was of this lady? War. Probably late 40s, early okay. 50s. Okay. Um So not so old that she's aged out of conflict. You can totally open that shit again if you want to do it. If you want to go there. Yeah, I, she's yeah. 75, you just let it rock. But I was more baffled by the audacity of her to shut it. So quickly after I had opened it. My thought is that she was like, like had her glasses up and was looking at her phone and didn't even realize that you had opened it. Whatever it may be, classic <laughs> Francis saying, who has sovereignty over that window shade? You absolutely have sovereignty over that window Even shade. though I have two windows? Is the other window... She only has Is the other window one. 100% in your lane? 100%. Oh, so I, I, I think that you still have full jurisdiction over the window, technically. However, since you already have a window that you can see out of, it shouldn't be the end of the world if she wants to close it. I think you can give her that. But it's a good question. I just think that because it was so much more in my space than hers, that is still my window. I would agree. And also the fact that like sometimes, dude, you'll be in that situation and the only window is the 70% window. That could be the only window in your... Yes. In which case, what are you yes, supposed to do? I agree. You know? Then it's mine, right? What, were you sitting first class? No. No? Coach? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, t- I kept turning around and I was I kept looking at the window, which is it's a, a little aggressive. It's a, you know. A little aggro. A... And then finally, I did it enough <laughs> times that she goes, I just shut it for takeoff. I was getting hot. But you can open it when we're up in the air. And then I said, okay, no problem. And solid. we were fine from there. That's actually really solid. It was a, it was an impressive peace offering. An impressive act of diplomacy. Very quickly escalating, <laughs> soon to be, you know, emergency landing, <laughs> viral video, man gets dragged off plane for fist fighting woman over window shade access. So 
Good uh, stuff, okay, cool. That's all. That's Oops the Podcast. Let us know if you've ever gotten into a fight with someone over the uh, the control of the window shade on your airplane. <laughs> um, I'm Francis. He's Julio. Uh, check out my Patreon. Check out his amazing travel series, Pack Lights uh, Successor. Yes. Um, on his Instagram, we are oopsthepodcast at gmail.com for any thoughts, concerns, questions, stories. And we shall see you on Thursday.